0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast.
1: It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
2: I'm Lewis Butko. News next at 1 o'clock. Jim Fannin has the Czar and Doug Mundy with live bumper music with guest Niagara Symphony Orchestra's Bradley Thatchuk and Fest Steve Stumble. And it all starts now on The Jim Fannin Show on News Talk 610 CKTB. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now 905 688 2582, 1 877 610
3: 2582, or text us at 61010. I've made one
0: mistake in my life. I should have burned, burned. Welcome aboard to the Jim Fannin Show. Glad to have you on board with us today. David Jones is running the board as producer, engineer extraordinaire. Doug Mundy and Lily Nazar, as you heard. Butko pre previewing the show. He'll play some live bumper music for you today. Bradley Thachuk. Thachuk. Let's get it right. Bradley Thatchuk, conductor of the NSO, the Niagara Symphony Orchestra, We'll spend the first half with us, and then at the bottom of the hour, we go to Lord Stumble. Steve Stumble... He's going to talk to us about Scene Music Fest right here in downtown St. Catharines coming up. Bradley, thank you so much for taking the time. I know Sunday's probably your day off normally, or... It, uh, it's actually not. It's, I don't take a day off, really. So yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your time and coming in. Tell yeah. us a little bit about the Niagara Symphony Orchestra and how it's an integral part of our culture here in St. Catharines.
4: Well, you know, when you think about almost any major city, any major center around the world... Uh, Uh, a society is defined by their their culture and you can't think I mean New York wouldn't be New York without the Met and without the New York Philharmonic Cleveland without the Cleveland Orchestra Chicago, Chicago Symphony Toronto without the Toronto Symphony and the COC Uh, and so arts, professional arts organizations are, are just quintessential to any world class region and the Niagara region, being a world class region, uh, deserves to have a professional orchestra. And that's actually one of the perceptions that I uh, came across when I moved here. Is one things that you know, what I, I always say to the people in the office that I don't care if everybody in Niagara goes to a Niagara Symphony concert, I mean, that's hubris, but uh, I do. It does matter that they know that they have this resource here in our community and, uh, the awareness of the orchestra. I mean, it's a very spread out region. And, uh, I think one of the biggest challenges is just increasing the visibility, the awareness of the Niagara Symphony Orchestra. So people know that it's here and that we're not a museum piece. We don't just do, uh, the Beethovens and, and the Mozarts, which we do a lot of, but, uh, we, Are everybody's orchestra, um, if you want premier professional music entertainment in the Niagara region, uh, Niagara Symphony is one of the places to come. You know, we, not only do we have classical, but we do plenty of rock offerings and, uh, lots of family offerings as well. Um, So this has been my mission, is just to increase awareness of the orchestra around the region.
0: Now, I'm told you're a great natural resource. We're very fortunate to have someone like you conducting our orchestra. Tell us a little bit. I know you're born in
4: Toronto. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you've been and what you've done. Well, yeah, I was born born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, and uh then after I finished my undergraduate, I did my undergraduate at University of Toronto in uh classical guitar and I studied some French horn and and the worst pianist in the world. Uh <laughs> but uh then I went I went overseas to the Czech Republic and started studying conducting a little bit and then I moved to Cincinnati, Ohio to uh College Conservatory of Music and did my master's, and I started my doctorate, but I was one of those fortunate ones who started working during his grad school, so I never finished my doctorate. Um, I went and uh, was uh, the assistant for the uh, famous conductor, Pavel Yarvi, at the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, and from then I went on to be um, the associate conductor at the Fort Wayne Philharmonic in Indiana. And, um, started working around mostly in the U.S. I, this was my first gig after, you know, eight professional years, nine professional years in the United States. Um, the first actual whiff of work I got back home in Canada was, uh, when I applied for the Niagara Symphony Orchestra job. And, uh, it was a privilege to be able to come home as a, as a music director and, uh, and um, take the helm of of this this great organization. And so we're the end of my, I guess I'm about two and a half years into my tenure here right now. And it's going great. I mean, it's um, really right the ship. I'm, I'm very lucky that uh, we have, I have, every orchestra's structure structured where there's an artistic head and an administrative head okay. as well, and, and we we walk together. And um, I was very fortunate to have uh, somebody who's been in this community a long time in the arts, Candace Turner-Smith, come in and be our managing director. And uh, she and I together have just done unbelievable it's one of the best working relationships i've ever had i mean the orchestra's operating budget we inherited an organization with accumulated deficits and running deficits and with candace i together we're running surpluses um the operating budget has expanded well over 50 percent um all the time while not going into the red so uh we're at this amazing point in the turnaround of the Niagara Symphony Orchestra, and it's a good time, because in a year, we're moving into the new Partridge Hall, downtown St. Catharines. Yeah, we'll talk
0: about how important that is to you uh, after we get back from this break. I just want to, I joked with Tommy when we were crossing over on Friday, he says, ah, get out of your element, you know, do something you're not familiar with, and, and I saw my first symphony, the music of Bond. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I took my 16-year-old niece, and I was completely blown away. But I, I can't take my eyes off the con- you, the conductor, and You know, I said to Tommy when we were crossing over it in humor, like, no one's looking at this guy. What's he doing? He's waving this baton around in the air. No one's (laughs) looking at him. What's the sheet music he's looking at? Is it pictures of hands and and batons going up and down? So we'll talk about the function a little bit later and your involvement, but... Tell us a little bit, as a, from a one hundred and one uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, conductors for dummies. What is uh, your actual function
4: at the performance when you're up there? That's well, funny because Seinfeld had a whole bit about this years ago, where he's like, "Oh, if the cellist gets off, oh, just do this," and he waves his arms. No, yeah. I, I mean, we, we don't because there's no, there's very few orchestras that are conductorless. Uh, very few, yeah, and usually they're of the smaller size, right? Um, uh, chamber orchestras. Uh, no, essentially, what happens is, yeah, I have music and front of me that has every what everybody is going to be playing in right. front. And uh, a lot of our work uh, as conductors is done uh, in rehearsal. Uh, remember, we've got 50, 60, 70 musicians on stage who all are uh, performers in their own right and have their own artistic opinions and things that they want to do. Sometimes... Uh, I like to frame what we as conductors do is that we're arbiters of taste. You know, we've got 70 individual ideas on stage, mm. and somebody has to focus all that energy and all those ideas into one cohesive product. Um, as far as what I'm doing, uh, you know, I guess at its basis level, um, the most simplistic way of of kind of describing what a conductor does uh, we make sure everybody starts together, um, which is okay. hugely important. <laughs> yeah. um, and when when you're waving your arms, it is in the tempo, uh, it is in the speed of the music th- that you're that you're hearing. And because music is is fluid, it, it isn't like um, just metronomic and right. Uh, there are subtle changes in in the tempo and the speed of the music, and it, that's very hard to pull off without a conductor who is is leading the band through this um also you got to remember what an orchestra it's not like we start playing and 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 uh everybody plays the entire time sometimes people are sitting out for three or four minutes and you have to kind of alert them to come awesome. back in
0: bradley Thatchuk is my guest he's the conductor of the nso niagara symphony orchestra and more with him doug mundy and lily nazar going out right here on 610 cktv
1: More than just a game, a game for two. Cause two in love can make it. Take my heart, just please don't break it. Love was made for me, and love was made for me. Love was made for me and you.
2: This is the Jim Fannon Show. On Niagara's News Talk 610, call now, 905-688-2582, 610 2582 or text us at 61010.
1: So I started to write a song on my favorite chord, which is D-flat major. I know you don't know what that means, but my boyfriend does. He looks really pretty when he plays that D-flat chord, I can always tell. And if he adds a major seventh, well, I might not really agree with it, he might as well. Because he gets more gigs than me I don't pretend that I don't care And he says he loves me And even though I totaled his car He still tells me I've got really great hair
0: Welcome back, I am Jim Fannin That is the lovely Lily Nazar Doug's song, that's an original Doug Mundy is on keys And apparently he gets... More gigs than Lily does but he's not as good looking
4: and <laughs> he can't sing at all. Doug actually plays with us sometimes too. Yeah, I heard he was uh Matt Dusk. Uh you yeah, played on the Matt Dusk show. He played right. he played with us. you know a lot of times when we do what we call the pop shows. Uh uh it's a, it's a piano set of skills that you look to rock and jazz players to play. Um, there's a lot of right. improvisation. And so Doug is uh, one of our first calls when we have those kind of shows.
0: How many came back and said, that, I saw your buddy Doug Mundy who played at uh, Matt Dust today, and he was awesome. I said, that's not Doug Mundy. We, we must be getting him confused <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> I can say that he's on the other side of the glass. Bradley, tell us a little bit about some of the events that the NSO is coming up. I know you're also actively in a fundraising campaign right now. You've got a garden gala coming up in June i think you know, what's this kids camp is it, is it just for kids but it's camping oh
4: yeah it's over a week or it's, tell me oh, a it's bit over of, the whole month of july it's, it's the the summer sounds, music what camp. a great idea yeah and it's been camp going for musicians it's been going for decades really? and uh it's over at ridley college and uh we get hundreds of campers every year and what a great idea yeah, you know a novel idea
0: it seems like anyway maybe they do this all over
4: i don't know when i saw it on your website I'm like, well
0: wow, geez what's but, this this
4: is a fairly elaborate one um you know, and this is something that I'm very lucky to have inherited at the NSO, uh, and, and through no fault of anybody. I mean, people like to rail at politicians or what, but through no fault of anybody, schools just don't have the funds anymore. To have proper music education the way it was when I was growing up. So, really, the onus is on, and I think that all nonprofits, all cultural organizations, really, we have to take up the responsibility of finding the next generation, inspiring the next generation of artists, be it visual, be it musical, and um, do handle the music education. It's, it's really our responsibility. And uh, so, the Summer Music Camp is something that's been going on. Uh, it well precedes my time here and we reach I mean, the thousands and thousands and thousands of children um and uh, young adults who have come to our our camp. I mean it's really the the great one stop of of music education in in the Niagara region. Uh, and we actually draw we've got campers who uh, come from far, far away. I can't remember BJR education coordinator, I think told me last year there was a camper who was from New Zealand. And, what you know, it's families Ooh. who are expats living over there, but they're coming back for the summer. And um, they know when they come back for the summer that here's something that they can put their kids in. And uh, lots of players from the orchestra are teachers there. And, um it's it's just, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful now, thing.
0: How, is it, how does it work out as far as the musicians go? Are they all in independent contractors or all paid musicians? These are not volunteers. No, right? no.
4: It's all pro- professional uh, musicians. And um, what happens is we've got a core of 50 musicians. Um, and then we add to, depending on the work that we're doing, we add to, uh, with, you know, freelancers from, you know, the Hamilton area, from Toronto, from uh, London. Um, as far away as Windsor, Ontario, uh, depending what, what each concert requires. And tell me a little bit about the feeling when you're up there. I don't know if it's the same as performing.
0: You're a performer as well. So, Mm. you know, I know what it's like when I get off air. I'm I'm kind of way up here. I'm on a high that's, you know, it's just a performance high or something. Uh, Tell me what it's like to be bringing it all together and not being responsible for, for just one track or one instrument, but actually being responsible for the whole group and how that makes you feel to bring it all together.
4: Well, as I always say, I mean, I have the best job in the world. I get to stand up and make music every week somewhere and uh it's 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 a great feeling you know i don't get nervous for concerts because all the all the hard work is in the rehearsals um i think first rehearsal is actually when i get a little bit of nervous there's no audience there but that's where you kind of hear everything that's going on and go okay now how am i going to get this done and it's not like we have 20 rehearsals like that matt dusk show that you saw um earlier this year that's we do two rehearsals for that concert for a, a big Found like Beethoven work or something. Those are we do four rehearsals before we hit stage. You know, you do, you get sometimes those experiences where you get that really fantastic high when you get off stage. Um, it's it's just that concert where everything clicks, where you know mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm ext- extremely self critical and so i walk off stage sometimes and everybody laughs because i was like oh yeah but there was this moment yeah and i know I can, I can sympathize with that for i'm sure. always analyzing but occasionally mm-hmm. and you, you just and it's in the strangest of places like two years ago i was conducting hartford symphony and uh it was a summer concert and for no particular reason there was fifteen thousand people at this concert and you walk off stage and go that was an absolute thrill you know just to get that energy i mean because it's all about the audience it's not it's not a personal experience if you hear if you feel an audience that, that really enjoys it um, and you know that they've had a great time uh, listening to live music and that's the most important thing is that it's live music uh, that's, that's the biggest thrill um, and uh, yeah it, it, there's actually there 's never a, i never walk off stage and i 'm bummed out ever but i yeah, um. can 't imagine now tell me
0: a little bit about uh how important is your new home going to be here downtown St Catharine's Does it make a difference where you play and I also wondered you know it sounds like you 're just uh, like a walk on once you 've conducted one place you can just walk into another orchestra, another symphony and just gel completely
4: or just first it, it first does, off it doesn 't always gel uh, first of all we'll, we 'll talk about the new hall yeah look the new Performing arts center downtown. fantastic because mm-hmm. uh, it was actually one of the key uh, components to me uh, coming here and accepting the position that there was going really? to be this brand okay. new uh, concert hall. It's a very exciting time. Um, I think it, it for the orchestra, not only performing in an acoustically superior venue and uh, just a better experience for the audience, but uh, for the visibility of the orchestra, for the visibility of, of music, live music and art and culture in the Niagara region, it's it's great. And it's it also it's going to lend to that sense of event you know after where there's going to be orchestra members at the bars at the restaurants downtown after it's 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 a win for the whole region i mean uh, uh a revitalized, vibrant downtown St. Catharines with the hockey arena, too, which is so important. Um, in two years, I, I don't even think we're going to recognize downtown St. Catharines. But it's certainly changing for the better already.
0: Yeah. I, I still have yet to see the symphony sitting at the bar at a 200-year-old mansion house. Yeah,
4: well, <laughs> and, and, and it's... Like, it's gonna be
0: one of the closest bars
4: to the to the to the new pack. So if my last position in, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, it was so because the concert hall was like almost directly across the street from uh J.K. O'Donnell's the best Irish pub in America. Okay. And, uh, after the whole the whole orchestra would just pour over there and they were like celebrities. I mean, we had to fight to pay for a beer after a concert. It yeah. was fantastic. Um Yeah, for nobody else frowns at free beer <laughs> um when you're talking about uh dropping into other orchestras yeah i mean i go around and work with other orchestras uh, like for example this week uh, i go from here and i'm just across the border over in buffalo um doing uh, the ballet doing romeo and juliet with the uh, buffalo philharmonic and uh oh, cool. ballet and you know this is my third time back with buffalo philharmonic and uh, it's one of those orchestras, yeah, that I love going to. They they, they play very well. They're, they're such a nice group. We've had some of their players come up and perform with us as well. It's a great cross-border relationship. It's fantastic. Um, I've never had a bad experience guest conducting, but uh, there are those certain orchestras, like the BPO, that you just, when you go as a guest, you gel in. Nice. Yeah. You're talking about what we do. What conductors do, it's, there's a universally understood kind of shorthand of how we demonstrate or communicate interpret i saw that word thrown around quite a lot yeah it's it is it's about interpretation um it's because you know what's on the page isn't it's it's a roadmap, uh but you react to the players that you have you react to the venue that you're in you react to you know the ideas that come from the stage with uh with uh, like a, a great principal clarinetist can can change how you interpret a certain section of of a ballet or a symphony. Yes. Awesome, yeah.
0: Bradley, really appreciate your opportunity. You're coming in and giving us this opportunity to talk about a great natural resource in uh, NSO Niagara Symphony Orchestra.
4: Bradley Thachuk. That check Oh we have a show On April 27th Coming up by the way April 27th That's at Brock Yeah it's at Brock It's with the Sultans of String Who were joining Nominees uh, last year It's just every kind of String instrument on stage
0: And you can see more About that on my Facebook page Just check out Jim Fannin And we will have more Steve Stumble's coming up Jokingly refer to him As Lord Stumble (laughs) One of the main contributors To Scene Music Fest Will come up We'll talk about Who he's got booked And where you can get tickets, apparently they're going fast, right after this on 610 CKTB.
1: Traveled So far The star's the same The moon above And nothing will change Where we come from We've traveled so far No matter where you are You're always in my heart And I'll be in your dreams That last forever No matter space and time You're always on my mind Believe me when I say It's now or never Heaven seems to circle around me But all I see are the consequences of my mistakes And your defenses I want
2: This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 610 2582 or text us at 61010.
1: There's no one else to compare, and if you feel how I feel, please let me know that it's real. You're just too good to be true, I can't take my eyes off of you
0: I am Jim Fannin. That's Doug Mundy and Lily Nazar playing some Eye bumper music. Steve Stumbles up next with me. We're talking Scene Fest. Steve, thanks for taking time out of your Sunday to come into the show. Uh, yeah, How you everybody doing? Everybody's good over here. Talk to me about Scene. And first of all, what's Scene stand for? Because I remember it used to be an acronym.
3: Yep. It's uh, the St. Catharines Event for New Music
0: Entertainment. And now you've been there since the beginning as well. What's your function right now? Is, uh... um,
3: well, originally it started in 1995. Uh, Cashmere from Revenge of the Egg People was uh, running it back in the day when it was pretty much just, you know, three bars downtown and uh, a bunch of local bands, usually around, you know, twenty thirty Right. And, uh, you know, I was involved with it from 95 to 2000, uh, just playing in my old band, the Sick Boys. Sick Boys, okay. <laughs> and then uh, there wasn't one in 2001. Um Cat just had enough and uh, didn't want to run it. And then uh, me and uh, Joel Carrier from you know Dying Alone Music, Bedlam Society, oh, and all yeah. that stuff. Me and him took over in 2002, and uh, you know we kind of changed the concept of opening it to uh, bands from out of the area as well. And then that got big, and whatever. And I've been running it since 2002 till now.
0: How many uh, how many bands did you bring in last year? One day event last year. It's a, this year's you've changed it quite a lot.
3: Yeah, I think last year it was 160. Plus bands on wow. one day,
0: and I think I heard reported you're bringing in about five thousand people for that one day.
3: Yeah,
5: you, five,
0: you six, figure six, it's going to grow. I mean, this is a huge look at this list: mariana's Trench, Matthew Good, The Sheepdogs, Monster Truck, Arkells, and Lights. Like those are pretty good headlining acts. Yeah, obviously like, not independent um, music.
3: Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> we um, we're expecting you know fifteen thousand people over two days uh, this year, and I. According to uh, early bird tickets that went on sale yesterday, I think we sold about as much advanced tickets as we did last year total already in one day. So. Nice. So, yeah, it's looking good.
0: Well done. Now, can you speak to the economic impact? I know you probably don't have numbers on it, but you, you got to have a feeling from hotel owners and whatnot about, you know, occupancy uh, during this time of year.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, downtown in the summer when students are gone, are, it's quite quiet <laughs> right you know you could fire a cannon down st paul street some days and no yeah. one would notice but um yeah it's uh it's good I, you know i think it helps out the bars in the summer and and you know I, we've had things where like pita pit ran out of food and had to close down nice. because they ran out of food that day so um and all those kind of things so you know it's good for downtown
0: Tell me about the move to Montebello Park and making it a two-day event and actually going after And you've always had some headliners and some good acts, but uh, it looks like th- this year you've done a lot of work ahead of time to line up five or six, you know, top-line acts. Headliners, as you probably call yeah. them.
3: Well, you know, it's 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 always been like a giant financial risk for me because I'm funding this whole thing. I've always been. And coming up with $100,000-plus you know, a year on this thing has become, you know, really tedious. What's
0: that look like? I mean, you don't go to the bank and say, hey, no, I got a hundred grand, I'm throwing a, a concert.
3: And a, <laughs> a lot of credit cards, and, you know. we rely on sponsorship, and with the economy being so bad the last few years, everyone's cut their marketing budgets, and we've just been really struggling to stay by, so we did a, a partnership with Union Events uh, this year, bringing them in, and um, it's kind of taken a giant stress load off me, bringing them in where I, you know, I don't have the financial liability as much on it anymore as I used Beautiful. to, so makes it a lot easier for me you know these guys run events full-time and you know i was kind of worried about doing a partnership because uh i just didn't want to hand it over to anybody and well you lose wanted a little creative control yeah too. we wanted to keep it really focused on you know a lot of local stuff and you know a lot of people would call us sellouts and whatever but <laughs> okay. you know business is business you know <laughs> gotta right. do what's best for business and um you know we partnered up with them and and the people who work for Union events are all people that work for us in the past like pat murphy was our uh you know talent buyer for years and uh Rod Hicks was our—he's um, been our stage manager coordinator for years. And These are all guys that got jobs working for these companies from coming up working with us. So, it's people who are familiar with it, and um, you know we we trust them. So it's a it's a good. Good union
0: for both of us. Got anybody that you can announce that hasn't been announced yet that we can say well, you, you <laughs> dropped it on the Jim Fannin show? You
3: know, to be honest, I don't
0: even <laughs> know. <laughs> 300 bands and you don't have a little plum you can drop on the show today. I Way really... to go, Stumble. Lord yeah. Stumble, Steve Stumble is my guest. Sorry we didn't get to many of your phone calls or texts or whatever today. It's a pretty fast-moving show. Uh, Steve, tell us about the website. How much is it to get tickets? It's a two-a-day event, so if I buy... Uh one wristband get me into all the events for two days?
3: Yep, you can buy um like a weekend pass um which I think is around 60 something dollars. There's VIP ones too which get higher than that, but um uh, or you can buy individual day passes. Um you can buy just for the Saturday or just for the Sunday. Oh, okay. Or you can buy the whole weekend. So it's uh-huh. uh I think it's around 35 dollars I think for uh for the early bird tickets for for one day. Okay. I think it's around 65 dollars for the early bird goes to when. Uh, I think it goes to Friday or Saturday this week. Oh, that's it. So Uh, real early bird. What's the date? It's June 28th and 29th, uh, Canada Day weekend. Canada um,
0: Day weekend. There's an interesting choice. Yeah,
3: we moved it. Um, We've had a lot of competition the last few years with uh, stuff going on in um, uh, the barracks in uh, -in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Oh, you know, okay. tragically hit the one here and then right. call her and that was there last year.
0: Both times you had to compete with Niagara Lake concerts.
3: Yeah, which were huge events Interesting. like last year's. City so I you guess you're safe like 20, this people.
0: You're safe this way from the standpoint that you don't have any competing events, but you have to compete with people going to the cottage, I guess.
3: Yeah. So they had um we we talked with the the people that organized uh, the Niagara and Lake stuff, and they said they weren't doing anything this year. So we were like, let's move it to that weekend, right? Which made sense.
0: Dallas Green Did performed you. at your event.
3: Yeah, he's performed in the past yep. uh, multiple times with nice. Alexis on fire and with uh, his solo stuff. So nicely done. Yeah, you know, like I remember Dallas playing in uh, you know the office with the never ending white lights and oh, stuff, and it was just wow. random, like you know, before anyone was even big. So. Daniel Victor. Yep, that Vinger.
0: guy has got some spooky talent, man. Yeah. Burlington, right? Or no, I, Windsor. Maybe from Windsor, yeah. Yeah, Windsor. 905-688-2582. That's Steve Stumble. Coming up next, Doug Mundy and Lily Nazar doing some tunes on the way out right here on 610 CKTB.
1: Wet towels on the floor. i pick them up, but I'm sure it'd be the same way that it was before. footsteps walking down the hall. I think I hear your cell phone. I've been trying my hardest not to call. I never lived here at all. And maybe well I'm sorry for all that I have done you won't have to worry have got to hurt no one, no one. Would you unlock the door? Not sure if I'm... No-
2: this is the Gem Fannon Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905 688 2582 610 2582
1: or text us at 61010. There's a smile.
2: Welcome
0: back. I am Jim Fannin. Thanks for checking us out today. Gratitude. So with Doug Mundy personal friend of mine from way back man it's yes. been 1990 was a long time ago <laughs> well, in voice, well in yeah, easy let's not spread that around L- lily nazar <laughs> hello thank you for coming in man well it's so great to see you again uh, you i'm should. not as familiar with you and that's probably a good thing uh, but uh, i really appreciate you <laughs> i heard have,
1: some stories
0: yeah appreciate you guys making the time to come in doug uh Really cool. I mean, just having Bradley in here, the conductor of the NSO, and he says, "Oh yeah, he's the guy that plays our pop and oh, rock it's amazing.
5: stuff." It's a great opportunity to be able to play for uh, to play for the symphony. It's not really my field of uh, expertise, and and so it's been a great opportunity. Done three yeah. shows with him now. Yeah.
0: Now tell me what that's like stepping outside the Doug Mundy Trio box. You know, you've, you've done a lot of gigs in Nagano Lake. You're know, almost yeah. a steady down there. Yeah. Are you still
5: doing that? Still doing it. Still lots summertime of, stuff. S- still lots of summertime. Prince stuff. of Wales is it? Prince, no, it's at the Queensland. Queensland, Queen's, Landing, Queens Person. Other vintage in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's just it's it's great, but uh, that's a whole different ball game, you know. Involves reading a lot of music, which he you fakes know. it well. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> sort of thing. So yeah. it's uh, it's a bit different. Yeah. Now, Lily, you guys got some
0: shows coming up as well. You just cut a CD. It looks really uh, interesting. I've heard yeah, some of your music. Tell us about it.
1: Uh, thank you. Well. Yeah, I've always wanted to write my own album, and uh, I finally had the inspiration to to write. I took a, about a year, and I wrote enough songs, and um, the, that album's called Off the Page. Um, we're, we're just having a few shows to raise the money to make the album uh, right now, so we've had two already. We're having one more at the end of April um, at Mate Cafe. Um, I love that place because it supports yeah, they do the, a the the arts. a lot of community
0: musical events. Totally, even, yeah. Yeah. and
1: they even do like yeah. clothing swaps, and um, I don't know, they just support all the artists like every month there's a new artist Chris Chris Lowe's Lowe's is the (laughs) owner and his wife Catherine yeah it was totally so um I love to play at that place so um You've just got to check my website, like, because um, near the end of April, we're going to have another show, and it's uh, com. But the CD that you have uh, right now mm-hmm. is a five-song jazz demo, um, pretty much. And um, basically, I just want to get out there in the community. I went to school for jazz, as well as Doug. We both graduated from Mohawk for for jazz, a composition, vocal, piano. Different years, yeah, I
0: was going to say different years. Yeah. yeah. Decades? Yeah. About, a, about a 20-year
1: difference. I wasn't going to say anything. Um, well,
0: he's handsome,
1: but that's, so he's got that. Five microphone. songs of, of <laughs> great, great jazz with uh, Doug Mundy on the piano and Clark Johnson on the bass, and uh, also, you know, not only writing but jazz is one of my very deep loves of music.
0: Now, who would you say is your mentor? Who, who do you, the stylings? Mm-hmm. So, who would you say if you're going to compare yourself to? Well, someone?
1: I mean, I always strive uh, to be like um, I love. Ella Fitzgerald. I was going to say,
0: I'm not familiar with um, her work, but that's the because, first thing that comes yeah, to my mind.
1: She was the creator of the scat. The like, scat, you know yeah, what okay. I mean? Yeah, she she was playing with Louis Armstrong. Um, and he, he was doing all these trumpet solos as well as singing, and she saw him doing this, and she said, well, you know, I want a solo too. So, basically, scat now, start, the- started by her being jealous of him and wanting to imitate <laughs> his trumpet playing. Now, pian. is
0: that the song that you perform? Is that an Ella Fitzgerald song? I, I think Ella's other- probably performed most of the songs.
1: Yeah, the Jazz done. Sanders, Ella okay. Let's perform.
0: And but you did a song you did a song at the mate there a few weeks ago uh-huh. and you said that you were taking the place of the
5: Sa- Trump- trumpet. That was twisted. Saxo- trumpet, trumpet solo. Trumpet solo, Clifford yeah. Trumpet that was a solo. really interesting and tune. Joni
1: <laughs> <George laughs>
5: Mitchell did it. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was covered by
1: Joni Mitchell. Oh, it was really tough, but it was the most fun, you know, to yeah. learn. I always like to challenge myself, you know, especially right. with singing. I mean it, it never gets boring. My little told me, I was right out of my head. Yeah, I <laughs> well, here's, yeah. I like. here's a child like here, live a wild throwing crazy ideas, but I knew it was happening. <laughs> it's awesome. How can that get
0: boring? 905 688 2582. The rock stars this week are Doug Mundy, Lily Nazar, and I uh, had to. the. Privilege of seeing them a few weeks ago down the Matte Cafe, who's kind of stepped up in the community as well. And uh, you guys,
5: is that where your next gig is? At the end of yeah, April for her for her original music, Jim. Okay, uh, you know we, we're doing lounge gigs all the time, but that's more okay of the jazz and pop sort of thing, not and so much her original. Gym.
0: What are the venues that you're doing in the winter? I mean, we know where you're playing in the summer, Vintage Ins and stuff well, like Lily that. Lily
5: and I played a lot at the Queens Landing last summer, so this winter we've been at the old Winery. We've been at. Uh, A lot of old folks' homes, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're doing.
1: And some weddings. We're making a
5: living off music. Did I hear you're going to the Hamilton Club? Yeah, I've been playing at the Hamilton St. Club St. Catherine's Club, I heard you yeah, at Christmas time, yeah. you are doing a lunchtime yeah. gig there, I'm like, whoa <laughs>
1: yeah. St. Yeah. St. Catherine's Club
0: can afford
5: Doug Mundy? Yeah, oh, right. And me too, but uh,
1: <laughs> oh, I haven't been there a while. You guys did,
5: the, did that together? We did this together for the lunch? lunch? Yeah, we yeah. did some solo, we did some duo, depending on the, the nature of their function, Hey, eh? I mean, if it, sometimes they just want something in the background for their dinners and, yeah. and but, stuff but like that. But you know that.
1: what, yeah. I mean, we're looking for work like that, because, I mean, every private party, like private parties, backyard parties, house parties, wedding parties. Your cocktail hours, stuff like that. I mean, we create a really nice ambiance with the jazz, mm-hmm. and we also uh, learn any requests that anyone has. So and you know,
5: of, and of course, we always can kick it up with our full band with the drum, guitar, and bass added to the duo. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a quintet, and, and
1: we know some killer you know, musicians a
5: lot more, obviously. Yeah, and who are you guys playing with mostly? Uh, Jay, Jay Reed on yeah. guitar, uh, Clark Johnson on bass. These are these are well known, established musicians in, in the area. And Hamilton Peter, in Shea. Agra, and Peter, Peter Shea and Peter Shea on drums. Genius. Yeah. who is a fine He can piano play a lot player. more than drums too right He can too, play eh? a lot more in drums t- very yeah. talented musicians. So.
1: But he is kicking ass at the drums He's making my original songs like I didn't even imagine them to be like I write the songs I give them to Doug like I write them on the piano or the guitar I give them to Doug and he he arranges them and has ideas and what Peter has added is just amazing, amazing. like you know one song I had no idea it was going to turn out to be a reggae song but it is okay so
5: Nice yeah, all yeah. different styles on the yeah, album yeah. And Peter loves playing drums cuz he's always on the piano you know so right. it's great it's great now what's your background as far as music you formally trained obviously well, i started playing in Welland, dunville and port coburn doing country gigs when i was 15 and get 16. out Young i didn't know Stevie this Fortin, oh, another really musician yeah and that sort of led me into blues and improvisation and then i went off to mohawk and got right into jazz improvisation and right. you know i've got a degree in music and stuff and i did some teaching for a while but i i, I prefer to play yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: now, tell us about your teaching
5: days. you got to have a lot
0: of people that are saying, I know that guy. He oh, taught yeah. me in school. It, well, How know, many years were your teachers?
5: 24 years in, uh, in the, with the DSBN. And so, you know, a lot of students now are, are full-grown adults. And, and, you know, they see me, and they're in the music business. And yeah? they say I might have inspired them a little bit, right. which, which <laughs> blows my mind. Yeah, but, yeah, so, yeah. it's. I'm glad to be done it, though, Jim. Yeah. For sure. And you are at uh, Stanford,
0: right? Stanford, 24 yeah. years the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. you yeah. got to have a, a lot of protégés it. out there <laughs> yeah. saying, yeah. yeah, Doug Monday. Now, you didn't teach music there, did you? I did teach music oh, for did?
5: 12 years and history for 12 right. years. Right, Yeah. 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 Um,
0: nicely done, guys. I really appreciate your time. Uh-huh.
1: Um, I've got one last thing to say. Um, <laughs> April 13th, um, we have an intimate afternoon show of my originals and a few jazz tunes at Mate Cafe. Um, I just got a... A message from Chris, and uh yeah, he's listening. So Chris he Chris says a,
0: he's a regular listener. I appreciate that very yeah, much. Yeah, so. so so the well, 13th of him April. Too, so yeah, tell him uh, he's not got not lots of great gigs coming really up for a, for a barn raiser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll go be, get the uh, steam yeah, whistle. We'll the be breakfast there in beer. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So the 13th of
1: April at 3 o'clock.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. What day is that? Uh,
1: that's a Sunday afternoon. Sunday. Sunday. I love that doing Sunday big. afternoon Perfect. shows. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's the only reason you came. Well,
0: exactly, because you play after 8 o'clock on Sunday. Um, I'm in bed. Exactly. for we getting close to it. Things, uh-huh.
2: have
5: I want to things see, have yeah. since we grew up.
0: Here. I wanted to see Diesel, Diesel Dog <laughs> down at the mansion house last night. The third time they've been to town. And at 10.30 on a Saturday Night Live. I can't drag I my ass down there. I'd just rather pass And, and out it gives and a
1: whole <laughs> different vibe, the afternoon shows. You know what I mean? We're done early. Does. We're done at around 6, 6.30. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's great
5: a great feel. For 9 to 11 show at yeah. night. You know, they just don't want to. And we
1: want to see the sun.
5: Hey, We get a, we get a day off gigging. We're not
0: going on okay either. There you so. go. Yeah. <laughs> my thanks to Bradley Thatchuk today for coming in and talking about the NSO, the Niagara Symphony Orchestra, Lord Stumble. Thank you very much, my brother. Steve Stumble came in and talked about Scene, Music Fest, and then the live. Bumpers were provided today by Doug Mundy and Lily Nizar. David Jones running the board today. I love you, brother. Second last show. Alright, we'll see you next week. And then Davy Zoe got himself a new gig. Ah, it's been a pleasure working with you, brother. Thank you for joining in today. Catch us next week at noon right here on 610 CKDB. With the
2: cup of Joe, newspaper 610 on the radio, chat with my wife about kids in taxes. reminding myself to wear my jacket. It's cold outside, preserve. and other preservatives, so it's not so bad when you consider the alternative. And if you're still not saying my name right, let me better explain myself. I got a lot of shit ahead, I got another one.